Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and it is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app, the number one rated sportsbook app in the world. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Most of you know that by now. A bunch of different podcasts already talked about the COVID stuff, the Eagles quarterback decision, Des Bryant, and more with Andrew Brandt on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. He had Trey Wingo on his Business of Sports podcast this week. We will also have part one of the Fantasy Feast podcast today, part two tomorrow. Emery Hunt was great on the College Draft podcast. And I think I've mentioned this before, but if I didn't, Emery Hunt, my college football analyst, is now picking games against the spread on the College Draft podcast, which I'm assuming many of you would like. You can check me out on social at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Cannot tell you how much I appreciate any engagement, likes, retweets, replies, comments, whatever, quote tweets. It's all good. Also, at Ross Tucker Pod is where the show gets posted first, all the highlights from the other shows, at Ross Tucker Pod, Twitter and Instagram. And of course, we got the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, and we've got Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports. Make sure you're following him on social media so you know how to get in touch with Steve, but it's at Fezzik Sports. That way you can consume all of Steve's content. You can find out how to get his other picks and other sports, etc. That's the key. And as I mentioned the last couple of weeks, we now have Sean Grady, one of the Tuckheads, He is now posting all the information about our bets every week. Like he has our, our, my bets, Steve's bets, our best bets, the outlay, the return, the balance, the ROI, the strike rate, year to date, all of that stuff. He's got stuff I didn't even know what they were. And our guy, Sean Grady, the awesome Australian is all over it. You can see that beautiful spreadsheet. Every week, if you sign up over at patreon.com slash RT Media. 
And they should, Steve, because it was a heck of a week for you and I. I was up six units. You were up five units, which makes me up 19 units for the week. You are up seven units. I'm 19 units for the year. You are up seven units for the year, Steve. Not too shabby. Always good coming off of a winning week, Ross. And I got to tell you, I am ultra confident that's going to be a big December for us. Certainly hope so, man. Let's dive into it. Lions, Bears, we had nothing. Nothing on the Lions and the Bears. The oh, By the way, the entire recap of the week before, so you guys can keep us honest on how we're doing. First of all, now it's all in print, patreon.com slash rtmedia if you become a tuckhead. But it's also good to review, make sure that you guys know exactly what our bets were and how we did. Like the Bengals and the Dolphins, I had the Bengals getting 11 and a half points. They were winning seven to three in the third quarter. They lose 19-7. I lose by half a point. Uh, Tyler Boyd getting ejected really hurt. It is what it is. Just frustrating because that was my only loss on Sunday. We'll keep it moving, though. Colts-Texans, 26-20 Colts. The line was the, the line was three and a half on DraftKings. The total was 51. Steve, you had the under for two units. How about that bad snap by your guy, Nick Martin, on the goal line late? You were dead, man. You were dead in the water, Steve. I was in better shape then than I was at half when it was 24-20, right? Uh, so just a uh, tale of two halves. Defenses ruled in the second half. Wait a minute. I didn't remember that. It was 24-20 at halftime. <laughs> it might it might have been 21-20, but it, yeah, it was absolutely sailing over. All right. So you were you were already counting that as a loss. Like in your absolutely. mind, absolutely. that was a loss. Yes. Wow, man. That's that's like found money. That's such a good feeling. Uh all these spreads, of course, always via DraftKings. Those are our dudes. Jags Vikings. I had I did really well with the underdogs. The Bengals are the only ones that didn't cover. Jags Vikings. I had the Jags getting nine and a half. They lose 27-24 in overtime, Steve. And there was no fluke to that at all. Yeah, Jacksonville actually has been hanging in for their last five games. So Mike Lennon's been better than expected. So you did a seven-point teaser there. With the Vikings and the Raiders. You teased the Vikings from minus nine and a half down to minus two and a half. I got a note because you did a seven point teaser and a six and a half point teaser. Um, so he had you graded at minus 130 for the seven point two team teaser and uh, minus 125 for the other one. So rather than giving you the full four units, he gave you three units for those. Is that fair? Is that the math? I'll, I'll let the bean counters be the bean counters. That is a-okay with me. Okay. I did get somebody on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL that said, hey, if he's going up to a seven-point teaser, that's minus 125, minus 130. So it should be noted that Sean graded you out at being plus three for those two two-unit teasers as opposed to plus four because you went up to seven points or whatever. So anyway, um, 
just for the people like that's the thing a lot of people that's very important to a lot of people that they don't really care so uh we're trying to serve both audiences raiders jets that was the other point of your teaser. you had those in both teasers steve steve you had a very fortunate week you had a yeah, very fortunate week i i don't disagree but then again there is some competence involved because we talked about teasing never tease to minus three and a half so always get down to minus two and a half because that three obviously is so important and frankly you know we saw it you know just in the minnesota game where if you were laying three and a half you were drawn dead and minus two and a half you were fine throughout the game yeah you were at risk but you were you were a-okay for most of the game unbelievable between the vikings overtime the raiders you had the raiders in two teasers raiders vikings and raiders packers and that colts under holy crap steve you had one of the luckiest weeks I've ever seen, man. It counts, though. It counts because you're unlucky a lot of times, too. You're actually unlucky more than you're lucky. And let me explain why. I know it doesn't sound possible. If you hit 55%, which is a pretty lofty standard, but we've done it here on this show. So think about that. If everything goes uh, uh, correctly, you're going to win 11 games and you're going to lose nine. Well, now you've got 11 games that things can go wrong with unpredictable contingent events on you and only nine losses so more obviously more bad things are going to happen with the 11 than good things are going to happen with the nine so by definition 55 percent of your bad beats are going to be turning winners into losers yeah i think you totally lost me on that i think i kind of know where you're coming from but that's all right i sometimes you have a math thing that goes a little over my I understand what you're saying. There, you know, if more of them are wins, there's more chance for bad beats. There's more opportunities for bad beats. I get it. All right. Saints Falcons. You had two units on the Falcons getting three. They lost by five. Uh Browns Titans. That was one of our best bets. We both had the Browns getting the six points. They smoked the Titans. 41-35 wasn't really that close then giant seahawks i don't often do this steve i double dipped i took the under 48 at DraftKings, and i took the giants catching 10 they went outright 17 to 12 the giants get it done four big units for me there you got two units on the under another best bet came through we crushed our two best bets the browns and the under absolutely crushed we needed that that was awesome giants were awesome for me nothing really rams cardinals eagles packers you had that teaser we talked about already patriots chargers steve you went with the chargers it was a pick em. you put two units on them at DraftKings. they lost 45 nothing steve care to explain yourself yeah, I got Pickham and the line closed minus two. So I only lost by 45 points against the spread. And the sharp betters on Sunday lost by 47. No, in, in all seriousness, <laughs> I, I bet against the genius. And at some point, you have to recognize what does New England do best? Exploit your weaknesses. Chargers are the worst special teams uh, team in the NFL. And if you watched all the special teams play, oh my goodness, was that a mismatch? I'm shocked New England only got two special teams touchdowns. Could have been even worse. 
Chiefs Broncos. Broncos were getting 13 and a half at DraftKings. I put two units on them. Give me the points and give me the units. They lose 22-16. Steelers Washington, we had nothing. Too much uncertainty. Bills Niners. I had the Niners as part of my teaser with the Raiders. That really stunk. I mean, Niners, really? You can't stay within eight and a half of the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen went crazy. 34-24, they lost. So I lost those two units. Cowboys, Ravens, we had nothing. Again, too much uncertainty. I was up six units for the week. I'm up 19 for the year. You were up five units for the week. You are up seven for the year. And our best bets, 2-0 and on our best bets last week, which was great. We needed that. We are now 19-16 and on our best bets over at DraftKings, a strike rate of 54%. Let us dive into week 14 in the NFL, Brian. Well, we will start with Thursday night football, which we haven't seen in a week or so. Uh, and that is the New England Patriots. They are getting five and a half points at the Los Angeles Rams and currently no total. I'll start on that one. Um, this is a no play for me. I, I really, I can talk myself into either one. I can talk myself into the Patriots. They're playing a little bit better right now. I can talk myself into the Rams because I think they're good unless they're playing the Niners. Instead, I'm just going to pass the game. Uh, if I had to lean right now, I guess I would lean Rams. I just think they're better. If I had to lean, I'd lean Rams as well. However, I don't like the fact that New England's got a shot of energy. They're back to 500. They're spending the week in L.A. So they get to go ahead and play in the same stadium. And I think that that totally mitigates any advantage that the Rams would have. So no, zero home field advantage, of, if anything, a negative, because the Rams have distractions being around their families, and New England is totally focused. I'll pass tiny lean Rams. All right, Steve, on to Sunday, the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Titans laying seven points with a total of 53. Yeah, so Tennessee almost lost to Jacksonville week two, and that might put them on notice here to um, bring their A game. I also think that um, the fact that Tennessee got smoked so bad in the first half against the Browns that, yeah, the game, the final score looked close, but off of a blowout loss, I think Tennessee will bring a very strong game. I will lean, lean to Tennessee. Yeah, if this was seven and a half, I think I would tease – Tennessee down. I, I guess I still could, but I'm just going to pass the game. I would actually lean Jacksonville, I think. Mike Lennon is just good enough to get his team to, to lose barely. I'm sure they'll lose again, but I think Mike Lennon keeps it close. He's shown an ability to do that. I would lean Jacksonville. Ross, the Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites at the Cincinnati Bengals with a total of 43-and-a-half. Right, so... I really don't like the three-and-a-half number. Steve and I have talked about that before. I don't think the Cowboys are that bad. I don't think they're as bad as they showed Tuesday night. I called that game. They actually moved the ball pretty well. You know, they missed three field goals. Gallup, you know, was wide open in the end zone. Dalton missed them. Obviously, the run defense is bad for Dallas. I'm not sure the Bengals really have the guys take advantage of that. And the Bengals' quarterbacks are an absolute mess. 
I'm going to lay the two units with the Cowboys laying the three and a half. Is there anything else I could do? I guess there's like alternate alternate lines, right, Steve? Yeah, there's not much else you really can do because in the past you could buy the half point down to minus three and books would charge you anywhere from 10 to 20 cents. But the word got out on how valuable that was. And now all the sports books rob you blind, charging you 25 to 30 cents. It's only worth about 19 cents. So to dispense with the ugly math, you can't buy on the three anymore. Got it. So anyway, I'm I'm out. I'm out. On, I mean, I'm taking I'm taking the Cowboys minus three and a half, two units. They're going to win that game by more than that. I'm going to lean Bengals just because the short week for the Cowboys I think is a big deal. You know, I don't know how this Andy Dalton thing is going to play out. Is that advantage Andy Dalton? He knows the Bengals. Or is it advantage Bengals, they know Andy Dalton. So I'm still researching that. Um, but just with the short week for a dead Dallas team, I cannot take them. I'll say this. I uh, I, I need Brandon Allen if I'm going to make a bet on the Bengals. I am not betting on Ryan Finley, who again was terrible when Brandon Allen got knocked out of the game with a chest injury. We'll see if Brandon Allen can play this game. Steve, the next game, it's the Arizona Cardinals, and they are two-and-a-half-point favorites at the New York Giants with a total of 45-and-a-half. You know, it's interesting to see that Arizona is that big of a favorite with uh, Murray. Last three games, he's only run the ball five times, so he has not been a mobile quarterback. And if Murray isn't running, there's no way that Arizona should be laying two-and-a-half in this game. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and play a teaser here. I'm going to take – Take it up to plus eight and a half with the underdog. I need something to tease it with. I'm going to go back to the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to tease them with the Titans to um, minus one. So two team six point teaser, Tennessee Titans with um, with the underdog here. Right. I feel the same way, Steve. Uh, I, you know, I think the Giants have a great chance to win that game, but I really like them up to eight and a half because I think they'll keep that game close. So I, too, am going to tease the Giants up to eight and a half, and I'm going to pair it with the Raiders, and I'm going to tease the Raiders down, or tease the Raiders up to eight and a half as well. They're getting two and a half from the Colts. I think the Raiders and the Giants both keep those games close. Two units, two-team teaser, Giants and Raiders. All right, Ross, the next game, it's the Houston Texans, and they're laying one point at the Chicago Bears with a total of 45. Yeah, I mean, I I think I would just lean Houston here because of Deshaun Watson and because he's that good, but not a ton of value there. They're laying a point. I think Houston's the right side, but I just don't have enough enough strong feelings about it to do it. Quick housekeeping note to the graders in case I, I don't list how many units I have on a play. It's the default is two units. So two units on that teaser that I played. You know, I would lean to Houston. I think the Bears have pretty much mailed it in for the year. But weather forecast, 30 degrees. I'm not playing a team from the south that plays in the dome in 30-degree weather. We already saw Houston go to Cleveland in crappy weather and manage seven points in that game. Without Will Fuller and their complement of receivers, I know Kuti was really good last week, so he did step it up at wide receiver. But still, I cannot play Houston. I guess uh, I lean Bears because of the weather then. 
Steve, the next one, it's the Denver Broncos. They are getting three and a half points at the Carolina Panthers. Total, 46 and a half. Haven't done all my research about the COVID outbreak for Carolina and who might be out. Without that information, I got to pass this game. I'll lean Denver. Yeah, I'm taking Denver. Uh, They were good to me last week. You know, DJ Moore tested positive, so at a minimum, he's out. We'll see how many of the other guys are out just from being close contacts. And I don't know how Carolina will react coming off a bye. I think Denver, with Drew Locke back in there, will at least be able to keep this game close. Wouldn't be shocked if they won it. So two units, Denver, plus the three and a half. Ross, the Minnesota Vikings are getting six and a half points at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Total in this one, 51 and a half. Line feels about right to me. Um, I suppose I would go uh, and take the points with the Vikings if I had to lean, but I don't really have strong feeling about this one way or the other. Not sure how the Bucks come off the bye. Vikings have just kind of been okay during this stretch. So lean to Minnesota plus the six and a half, but just a lean. I'll lean to Tampa Bay. I think it's a really good spot. Ross mentioned you get that late buy that uh, should give you a whole lot more energy. Tampa Bay, back-to-back home losses against two really good teams, Rams and Kansas City, lose them both by three. So they've been home for a month. And contrast that with Minnesota, three straight really close games against mediocre competition. I'll lean Tampa Bay. Steve, your turn on this one. Uh, Kansas City. They are seven-point favorites at the Miami Dolphins, 49-and-a-half our total. So I'll lean to Miami here. There's things I don't like about Miami. They've had a really easy strength of schedule. Their offense has not been good, especially with Tua. They did play better, Tua did, against the Bengals, but part of that was his receiving core really stepped up and made some spectacular catches for him. I don't like what I'm seeing from Kansas City. I'm seeing a team that's showboating, grandstanding, reading their press clippings, doing backflips into the end zone, and doing, frankly, just enough to win games without margin. So I know I don't want Kansas City right now. I'll lean Miami. So I like the under in this game. You know, 49 and a half, I just don't think Tua is playing. I know he had a good second half, but I don't think Miami's going to put up very many points. Chiefs are struggling in the red area. Dolphins have a good defense. 49 and a half seems pretty high for me. I guess I would take the points with the Dolphins if I have to lean there, but that's not my play. My play is two units on the under 49 and a half. All right, Ross, the Indianapolis Colts at the Las Vegas Raiders. Colts, road team with a two and a half point favorite with a total on this one of 51 and a half. Yeah, I already talked about this. I don't think the Colts are really playing great football. Obviously, the Raiders are not either. I think this ends up being a close game which is why I teased the Raiders up to plus eight and a half with the two-unit, two-team teaser with the Giants. Going to play the total here. I'm going to go over for two units. I like what I'm seeing from the Colts playmakers. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, who hasn't been good all year long, has had two straight really good games, as has Jonathan Taylor, who's been banged up all year. So might get our left tackle, Costanzo, back. Um, even if he isn't back, Raiders don't pressure the quarterback. So I see both teams putting up a whole lot of offense. And frankly, without Josh Jacobs running the ball, Raiders will be throwing the ball more. If, if the Jets can uh, put up you know, as many points as they did against the Raiders, I see a shootout coming. I'm going to go over. 
All right, speaking of the Jets, Steve, the New York Jets are at the Seattle Seahawks, and they are getting 13.5 points and a total of 47. You know, you got to laugh at what the heck were the Jets doing in the end game to do an all-out blitz last week that's been well-documented by the media. But I still say it falls on Gase. You're the head coach. Who, if your defensive coordinator says jump off a cliff, like, hey, you're in charge of the defense, go ahead. You know, I know Greg Williams got fired for it, but Gase has to take responsibility. That's one where, like, literally I go back to, if we're playing intramural football, and I, and, 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 I, and I called that play call afterwards, Ross is like, no chicken wings for you, Fez. That's just so bad. Um, I can't trust the Jets at all. Seattle got outplayed by the Giants. That was, that was just ugly. Um, I don't want any part of either team. I'm going to pass. Yeah, um, I like the Jets. I think the Jets are hungry for a win. I think the Jets can hang. I don't like what I'm seeing from Seattle at all. I think the Jets keep this game relatively close. I like the 13 and a half points, two units on the Jets. All right, Ross, Green Bay Packers are seven and a half point favorites at the Detroit Lions with a total of 55. Yeah, it feels like a great teaser leg. You know, when they're at seven and a half there, tease it down to minus one and a half through the key numbers of seven and three. I'll do the same thing with the Saints and the Eagles, right? Like the Eagles and the Lions might be able to keep it close against the Packers and the Saints, but I don't really envision either one of them winning the game. So teasing the Packers and the Saints, both of them down to minus one and a half, two-unit, two-team teaser, Saints and Packers. Ross Tucker has become a teaser specialist. I, too, like that teaser. That's the best bet, two units for me as well. The best bet. Next game, Steve, it's the Falcons at the Chargers. Uh, Atlanta laying two and a half points on the road, 49 and a half the total. Boy, it's just like teaser palooza here with um, so many of these lines. Whenever I see a line close to two or eight, I want to tease the eight down or tease the two up. The bottom line, the Chargers have only been blown out one time all year long. And I do think that they're going to respond off of that horrific performance where their stats were fine. It was all special teams. Atlanta's nothing special on special teams. So I'll tease the Chargers. Uh, need someone to tease them with. You know what? Green Bay is so compelling to win that game. I'll, po- I'll pop them in with Green Bay. Um, so use Green Bay again in the teaser. Two units on that play. You know what? I like the Falcons. I I think the Chargers are in a bad way right now. Um, I think the Chargers kind of know Anthony Lynn's done, and it feels like that thing's spiraling uh, in the wrong direction. I think the Atlanta Falcons are playing hard and well for Raheem Morris. I'll lay the two and a half with the Falcons against the Chargers. Two units. Ross, I know you already talked about it a little bit, but anything else you want to add to Saints and Eagles? Saints, seven and a half point favorites, total 44 and a half. Nope, just teasing them down to minus one and a half. Like I said, pairing it with the Packers. So quarterback, uh, I got a two-point downgrade to go from Wentz, who's been struggling, to Hurts, who I don't feel is ready at all. However, I do think it'll probably be worth a point of an upgrade for team chemistry. There's a change. It clearly wasn't working with Wentz. So a net minus one 
impact on how the Eagles will play. I'm going to go to the total here. I'm going to go under for two units. I think that there's going to be a whole lot of running by the Eagles. Frankly, the media is calling them out for not running the ball more. And so with Hertz under center, I think that the Eagles don't score very many points. Their D probably plays harder with the backup quarterback coming in under two units. Next game, the Washington football team at the San Francisco 49ers. And we've got uh, San Fran, three-point favorites in this one, Steve. Total is 43-and-a-half. So I'll go ahead and put a unit on San Francisco. And here's my handicap. The Niners have been great on these um, extended road trips where they stay in the city for a week. So this started this started last year. Um, I believe they stayed in Youngstown, Ohio, and they clobbered the Bengals when they stayed east for a week. And then late in the year, they stayed east again, and they won in New Orleans. This year, they played the New York teams, and they clobbered the Giants week three, staying out east. So now they've been in Arizona for uh, 10 days in their new home. And I think sometimes just getting away from home and being able to focus, I think, is a huge plus for a team. And certainly, it's been a huge plus for the Niners in their three occurrences doing this already. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Niners here for one unit. Going the other way, I'm going to go Washington. Uh, I think the Niners kind of that was their last stand against Buffalo, so to speak, to really be in the mix this year. I love the culture they have in Washington. I love what they're building. I think they had a great chance to win the football game. Two units on Washington plus three. And by the way, I am going to uh, – I'm getting out of that Cowboys bet. The more I think about the short week, the more I think about the uncertainty of the Bengals quarterback, and the more I think about the number being three and a half, I'm just not doing it. I'm out on the Cowboys. So everybody listening, no to the Cowboys bet. I don't want to do it. Change my mind. All right, Ross, on to Sunday night football, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they are – they're getting two and a half points at the Buffalo Bills, 46 and a half total. Yeah. And I, I like, um, I like the Steelers getting that two and a half points a little bit. And I like the Browns on Monday night getting a point and a half. I can't believe the Ravens are favored over the Cleveland Browns. That doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to pair those two. And look, I mean, I don't make the lines they do, but that is a two-team teaser for me. The Steelers up to plus eight and a half against Buffalo and the Browns up to plus seven and a half against Baltimore. Sunday night, Monday night, two-team teaser. I'm going to play the Bills minus the two and a half. I don't like what I see from Pittsburgh at all. Here comes third game in 11 days and frankly, a Pittsburgh team that looked like they were out of gas in the second half against the Washington football team a Pittsburgh Steelers team that cannot run the ball right now for whatever reason. Big Ben's throwing the ball 50 times in a game that they had a double-digit lead. That's a red flag. And frankly, what's not to like about the way that the Bills are playing, that D was playing poorly early in the year, it has been greatly improved with um, a horrific spot for Pittsburgh, who hasn't had a bye all year long, I could argue. But since week four, they haven't played. I'm on the Bills for uh, two units. Steve, the final game Monday night football, as Ross alluded to it already, the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. Baltimore, one-and-a-half-point favorites, total 45-and-a-half. You have to ask yourself, can Baltimore get pressure on Baker Mayfield? 
And if they can, they're probably going to win. If they can't, uh, we saw how good Baker can be last week when he's not pressured. I'm not sure the answer to that question. I'm going to just have a very small lean to Cleveland, who obviously had that tremendous game last week and has revenge from week one where they lost six to what was it, 138. That's uh, <laughs> got to be a game they circled. Yeah, I, look, I, I think Cleveland has a great chance to win the game. I think you could th- consider taking Cleveland plus the one and a half, but I'll tease them up to seven and a half like I did with that two-team teaser with the Steelers. So bunch of units out there. It just so happened the board made it three two-team teasers, but I also got plays on Washington, Kansas City, Miami under, Jets, Falcons, Broncos. Let's do it. Another big week in week 14 at Ross Tucker NFL at Fezzik Sports. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.